gente. So kick back, relax, hit that, roll up your sleeve. All your cool motherfuckers can stay, but bitches leave. Time for three high song, broadcast of prosperity. Hit the tip drop of the jet, yeah, yes. Think you're better than me. Now here's the smooth brother coming in hot with coherence. Is this Michael Diamond? Nah, it's Randolph Terrence. Keep it maintaining, hit you with the weight training. We'll explain the illusion of police retraining. And this is Randy's number one Andy. A songwriter full of comedy, got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walking a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer, say hold on. He's probably not here, out trying to raise his daughter. Tune in to 3SPN Keep the sock puppet nation Let the party begin Haywood, Pop Pop, Petey, Romain, top of the list JL, Chadwick, the black eye who tips Might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit Might be just trying to help you get a Nice pretty young bitch You have Frank an French. opinion Let's hear it to a proper The world may suffer I like it, I want you Facebook, email, tweet us Get out your closet if you're dropping our names Now let's come together There's nothing else to say Let's start the show Randolph hit him with the Hey 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 What it look like Randolph Terrence <laughs> I'm Andy Klein Who else? Sock puppet number one Haywood Turnip Seed <laughs> Junior <laughs> Haywood Turnip Seed <laughs> Junior <laughs> You gotta put that in <laughs> We have three guys on Right back at you Right Looking back Looking at this thing on uh, That was for you Mel, uh, Mel? Mel We went we back to the over for you Mel We said let's do you, it baby. I'm looking at this thing that Happy Thursday Somebody said about Maxine Waters Happy Thursday Maxine be playing. She's like, I don't want to talk yeah. to this motherfucker. Yeah. She's like, I ain't, I ain't wearing white. Going. I ain't even going. Yeah, well, she be like, I gotta go. I ain't gotta go. I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta do shit. All that she ain't said is, all I gotta do is stay black and die. Just pay taxes, stay black and That's die. That's all that she ain't said. Yeah. That's all, all I gotta away. do. Well, she did a one-on-one. Apparently, she said, the millennials call me Aunt Maxine, Auntie Maxine, and I embrace that. I love that. I'm gonna be their auntie. Auntie Maxine. Mm-hmm. Ava scored a goal. Is, uh, what position does she play? Uh, she usually plays on the offensive side. Right. It's it's indoor soccer, so it's two up front, three in the back. Okay. Three on the defensive side. It's three on the defensive side. Oh, it's five on a, five. Then there's a goalie, Plus a goalie, and then there's two in the front. So she's like okay. a striker of sorts. Occasionally. She plays goalie really well, too. Yeah. So she didn't score an own goal then? No. No. <laughs> no. Well, uh, one time we went, and she was playing, and her coach – Kept telling her, "You're gonna." That's the one I said. She coach kept telling, her, "You're gonna score a goal. You're gonna score a goal. You're gonna score a goal. You're gonna score a goal." Yeah. And then with uh, like, shit, thirty seconds left in the game, she scored a goal and won the game for him. Mm. Oh shit! She called it. Did she do the like the airplane move? Did she do like the soccer celebration? <laughs> she just ran with her fist up. In Rip the air. off the shirt. She <laughs> <laughs> just ran, ran, ran with her fist off. Put on a black glove. So when she was leaving today, I told her, I told her, score a goal, Ava. And then uh, her mom just sent me a. My wife just sent me the text. They've scored a goal. They scored a goal. Nice. Has she learned flopping yet? Have you taught her how to flop? They they fall down regardless. <laughs> Them girls, they get hit, man. I'm I'm convinced that these guys watch little girls play soccer to learn how to flop. Yeah. <laughs> so they get hit. They go down like they've been shot, <laughs> and they roll around. And then the parents, you got to yell at them, get up, get up, mm. get up. Yeah, you don't and have to they, stay down. They get up. <laughs> yeah. Roll around like they've been shot. <laughs> Soccer and basketball. Like, get up, Just get, hit up the floor. get up, get up, get up. Shoot it. 
Get up. You're not hurt. Get up. <laughs> You're smiling. Right. Get up. It's ridiculous. How tough are we now? Yeah. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> then they get up. I'm sure I'm sure my wife went crazy because she you <laughs> Is she that type of parent? Yes. They everybody She's screaming, is. cheering parents. Yeah, yeah. We don't even if you don't want to be, you are. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to yeah. be, but I'm like, oh shit, he did it, he did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a yell, I'm a yell out things to do. Get, get on, get back on defense. I'm that, I'm that. <laughs> Will you get back on defense? Yo, fuck that kid. Stop yeah, looking oh, around. Yeah. Work you on know. your end zone dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stop looking around. You know, concentrate. You know. That's it. That's our mantra every day. Focus, listen, pay attention. You know, I'm I'm that dude. Concentrate. <laughs> they can't if we're talking. <laughs> I know. I tell. I tell. I tell my wife that I'm like, don't say anything because you can look over here the whole time. Yeah. You know, on the basketball, I just worked a lot with her on defense. How to mm. just grab the ball because mm-hmm. like, the kid, <laughs> kids all dribble high. They mm-hmm. all yeah, dribble yeah, high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just grab it. Yep. <laughs> just, just grab it. Grab it run, get in there. Buckets. Take just the ball. Away. Grab it. So Ava's Ava's got pretty good at stealing and and pooping and taking it and going on the. She just can't finish. Yeah, well, just no one can at that age, though. Kills me. They can't, can't finish. finish. Like, just lay it up. Two steps. Lay it in. Nope. She will pull she will up and try to shoot like a 30. I'm like, will you? They all want to shoot from the you drive in and lay it up? They all you get do that. nowhere near the basket. That's nowhere near. That in the game. Like, why are you pulling up? <laughs> why are you pulling up? Drive in that and lay stops. it in. Get the, get the shirt, too. Watch, yeah. You watched the Wizards last night. You probably saw it. What? Oh, they play, uh, God, man. Toronto. Toronto. They lost to Toronto last yeah. night, right? Yeah, That's a winnable game. They were missing. They missed so many shots. Yeah. I was watching the whole time. I was like, they're not going anywhere. It just beat Toronto two nights ago, too. They're that was a big game anywhere. because now, if they are tied with Toronto going to the playoffs, Toronto right. has a tie break. Right. Right. So, so they're, that not, was a, they're not going But anywhere. they did just beat Golden State. They split State. with Toronto last year, right? Because they had more games here. The games were here, not up there last year. I think the they first have, games. They have the, the same two. number each place, though, right? They're yeah. Eastern but it was like one, two. It was 2 2, but they started in D.C. Yeah. But they lost one in Toronto, and they then they came back to D.C. Yeah. And that, that's that's how you want it. Well, they had the they beat Golden State, yeah, at on Tuesday, yeah, and yeah. then the next night back to back games they had to go to Toronto. Yeah. I thought that's the one they were going to lose, yeah, because on the back to back after a big game you yeah. lose. They beat Toronto. But they in had Toronto. lost the two before. They had a day off, and then they come yeah. back and lose to Toronto in DC. They lost to what Philly and Utah. Uh, they yeah they did they have a they've had a kind of a five hundred streak, but they're better they, since the All Star break. They they um they got a couple of good guys on their bench now. They have uh, Brandon Jennings and yeah. Bogdanovich, whatever. Yeah, Bogdanovich yeah. came in. Yeah. yeah. Someone was just trying to say Brandon Jennings wasn't any good. I'm like, are you stupid? Yeah. He's okay. He's stupid. He's not He's great. Nice. <laughs> He's if nice. you need a backup point, that's a solid choice. Yeah. 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 Stupid. He'd be. be. He's not. He just yeah. never quite became great, but he's all right. Yeah. You know that's because he went to China for a while. Did he play in China? Yeah. He no, did he played in Italy. It Italy? was one year, right out of high school. Yeah, he did one year overseas. Did a year in and Italy he, uh, for a million bucks. He, he came back to Milwaukee, right? They took him in the draft in the first yeah. round. That was a big thing. Where are they going to blackball him in the draft? Yeah, put in the first round. I just remember that in that season, one game he dropped fifty-five early. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was. Uh, it was like, oh shit, maybe he's legit, and he just turned out to be okay. He's good. You know, he's yeah, solid. He's like uh, a Ricky Rubio. Yeah, who was another one who was supposed to be this guy's yeah. going to be. I mean, he's okay. <laughs> you know, career he's okay. stats. Oh, he yeah, because he has zero league stats. NBA. Uh, his career stats are field goal percentage. Yeah, it's not very good. Thirty nine percent. He can't shoot. Points per game fourteen. Huh. He had a few years there where you had with Milwaukee. He was averaging sixteen, nineteen, seventeen, fifteen. That's solid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, assist numbers were only in the six or seven range. 
But he didn't have anybody. He didn't have any help up there. They never got any help. I don't think so. Which is why you would score fifty. Yeah, yeah. He never got around. I'm gonna do this. And then he was. uh, He went to Detroit for three years, then Orlando for one year, then the Knicks for one year. So he seems to be on the downside now. He's bouncing around. Yeah, he's starting to bounce. The Knicks. I mean, right now they're front office ain't shit. He'll be back in Italy. I'm talking about. He'll be back in Italy soon. (laughs) This year with the Knicks. (laughs) And killing it again. Watch. Yeah. yeah. Next this year, he's at 24 and a half minutes a game, 8.6 points, 4.9 yeah. rebounds. The Cavs got Darren Williams. If Darren Williams is off the table, the next best yeah. available guard was clearly Brandon Jennings. Yeah. So, yeah. and the, and the Wizards need a backup point. Yeah, they need a backup everything, but yeah. a backup point is a uh, a big need because as soon as John Wall sits, their lead goes away. Yeah, every game. Yeah, they never had a lead. Against Toronto, yeah, they were. Matter of fact, they were down by like ten at one point. Yeah, they down fourteen. Up, yeah, clawed back in, and then they just they let it get away from them. Well, Toronto's yeah. got some good players too. Did you know that Amari Stoudemire's gay? Did you know that? Really? Yeah, you gay? Know how I know that. How do you know that? Because he's uncomfortable around gay people. <laughs> just gonna come out. She's gonna come out and say, "I'm like you." Marshawn gay. He said that? Allegedly. He's playing overseas in Israel this year. Alleged, allegedly. Uh, Amari uh, Stoudemire is gay. Allegedly. <laughs> He had some interview. I think Pause. it was a YouTube clip <laughs> of it. He had some interview. He said it. Who's the other one? Not uh, even an interview, really. You tap two-step. Tim Hardaway? He, but he redeemed himself. <laughs> read his story. I got 404 again. Anytime you send me, anytime you send me stuff, Andy. Tim Hardaway. Yeah. 404. Tim Hardaway redeemed himself? Tim, if you would look that up, he kind of, uh, he's all about pro-gay causes now. Um, that's That still follows him around. There's a big article on him like two weeks ago. Yeah. About okay. how he he sort of saw the light. As far as that goes, he just needed some knowledge. Just not being, yeah. What was he? He said they were like he was on the Christian tip, right? Get out, yeah. yeah I, was, I was just about room. to say, why don't you get out of that black church? <laughs> I don't Try want, that out. Want them putting that gay on me? See how that works for you. I'm um, understand, but when the choir director really is more than likely, <laughs> yeah. So this is a camera guy and a microphone interviewing like players two at a time, asking them basically how they would feel about gay people. I guess in the locker room. So some a few nondescript, just you know, random guys. I don't recognize any of them. And then Armari is one of the guys. He's the last, maybe the third clip of this. I wouldn't have a problem. Uh, no, as long as he didn't. Oh, several. A what? A game player? Oh no. Not some of these are one-on-one interviews, but. I'm a shower across the. Okay, so that here comes Amari talking about the shower. Oh no, not I'm a shower across the street. Uh, make sure my change of clothes are around the corner, mm. and uh, I'm gonna drive, take a different route to the to the gym. Huh? Mm. I mean, there's always a truth within a joke. Mm. She said you're joking, right? Right. He's, he's always truth within a joke. I don't know how to joke. Uh, no. So the the consensus among all the other guys, it's only a few seconds, but they're all <laughs> fine. I wouldn't have a problem. Uh, no, as long as he didn't mess with me. A what? Why would he mess with me? Oh no, not at all. I'm a shower across the street. I'm a shower across the street. He's wearing a sweatshirt that says "Spiritual Gangster." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now is that like a rock and roll gangster? <laughs> I don't know. Gangster Around of love. Corner, and uh, I'm gonna drive, take a different route to the to the gym. Huh? So one guy did say, "As long as he doesn't mess with me." Which yeah. is the gateway statement yeah. to what Amari Stoudemire said, and then he just went full. Because that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't want to put a gay on me. <laughs> trying to gay me up. Look, if you're if you're Amari Stoudemire, I guess like you know 
you don't want anyone to break your back because <laughs> you've already had back problems. Yeah. Your, your career was you're derailed. Fra- you're fragile. By, bra- by back problems. So you don't want some gay guy in, in the shower <laughs> trying to break your back. <laughs> well, unless, you're the, unless your name is uh, the guy from Penn State. Oh, it's Sandusky. Sandusky. Yeah. yeah. Or his kid. So Amari Stoudemire wants to shower across the street, change a clothes, <laughs> hide a change of clothes around the corner somewhere. But yeah. gay people, he's probably been in he locker has been rooms with, with many gay, gay people. people, and they haven't uh, messed with him, as the other guy said. Mess with him, yeah. As long as they don't mess with me. So, but nobody's gonna mess with you. That's right. the thing. Nobody's gonna mess That's with not you. How you can't it works. tell. Him. <laughs> nobody's gonna love you that don't that, don't, that you don't want to love. You can't tell you. him, man. <laughs> and as always is the case on these, there's there's the out. The interviewer says. You're joking, You're right? You're joking? There's, and he goes, uh, there's, there's always truth within a joke. No, yeah. that was your out, dude. Yeah, yeah. You okay, didn't so g- now we know Mars Sotomayor's <laughs> gay. Because the only time you worry about some shit like that is when you gay. That's the only time. That's right. like... Uh, I don't want him turning me. How you going to turn you to what you ain't? Turn you, you ain't. <laughs> this is not vampire shit. They don't just bite you and now you're gay. It you don't know, work he like that. my dick and I just couldn't help. I loved it so much. Yeah, it don't work like that. <laughs> It's like calling a dude handsome. Right. It's like, oh, you you call right. that guy handsome? Right. Yeah. If, you, if you've never, you, think you that can't guy's read a GQ looking? magazine and, and, yeah. and not see, find another man who's attractive. And if you can't see that another person is attractive, then something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. He's like, yeah. you, you, think the guy, you think the guy's good looking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a good looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> but the dude's gonna make it. You, you know why it's easy for me to say that that man is good looking? Because I'm not gay. <laughs> That's why it's easy for me to say You're that secure. about him yeah. because I'm not gay. You're that secure in your I, masculinity. When I say that he's that he's good looking, there's literally no ulterior motive in me saying he's good looking. Well, yeah, you're not gay now, but you're gonna <laughs> yeah. have to take a shower one day. Well, there you go. And who knows what's gonna happen in those, in those showers? I'm not trying right. to gain anything. I'm from taking this showers guy. with men on multiple levels. You were, uh, you were. Football team. I can tell you, we only look at the shoulders up. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. never look below. Yeah. Right. Never. You've never had to say, my eyes are up here, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Right? You you yeah. The one dude yeah. who was uncircumcised, and then we found, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> people look. People look. That's some really big dick dude come walking in the shower, <laughs> like, and dudes that? look, and when you look, it's usually like a, God damn. damn that's true. <laughs> what the fuck, swinging? man? Look at this, Put that away. Put it away, dog. You know what? He's got You're a scared good the children. <laughs> that is a shovel. <laughs> You're scared the children. You big dick fucker. Get out of here. Those sausages. <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> Get out of here. You're <laughs> scaring children. Go away. You let the horse in the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's no big thing. That's how you know. It's like... Yeah. If he was like 19, 20, just yeah. got in the NBA, I'd be like, well, he he's just came out of kid, high school. He's, he's insecure about a lot of facts of his life. a grown man has been with a lot of shit. Right. He's been around. He works. He right. works. And he time. works in... A realm where he, like he works with many different people. Yeah. So not just the athletes that we're talking about. We're talking about yeah. drivers. We're talking about camera people. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. people who work at the different arenas. So now what you're saying is nobody can be in that world around you. But every you don't know who in yeah. that world is You've around. Been around. He just doesn't want to disrobe. You know, this is the same cat who was in. If I'm not mistaken, he was also in the movie Trainwreck, right? Was no, he that was he. No. Was a Marston? Yeah, Stoudemire was a train wreck. Was he? I didn't yeah. see it. Yeah, he was a train wreck. LeBron I it was, was in it because he, he was the, he was LeBron one of the Knicks. He okay. was the Nick guy that he okay. was working on. So I say that to say, you talking about Hollywood actors now. Yeah. Come on, man. But he just doesn't want to shower. As long as I'm not in the shower with him. Yeah, okay. Like he had- But you uh, on set. Like you've been in public, you've been in public <laughs> gyms, right? Right. You've been right. in gyms and gyms. Right. I mean, there's nothing- And here's the follow-up. Uh, follow- Amid criticism 
Amari Stoudemire apologizes for insensitive of, remarks. Of course he did. About gay teammates. Um, Amari Stoudemire's apology, as was the case five years ago when he first made the news for homophobic acts. Oh, we're going to click on that link in a second. Um, the 14-year NBA veteran and current Israeli league big man got right to the point when explaining away his choice to make jokes about prospective gay teammates. I want to apologize for my offensive comments about the LG against the LGBT community. These remarks were taken from a larger interview where a reporter was asking me hypothetical it questions. It wasn't a larger interview. We heard it. Yeah, it was. We got the hypothetical part. We knew. They yeah, say, yeah. Here's a gay man. Shower <laughs> and shower. Shower action. That is a TV show. Shower with a gay man. <laughs> fear, and money. fear is definitely not a factor for you. <laughs> <laughs> and the reporter was asking hypothetical questions, and all my answers had a comedic undertone. <clears throat> no, they didn't. Um, but she asked you if it was a joke, right. Amari. The answers I gave were meant to be taken as jokes, and I am deeply sorry for offending no, people. She asked you about right. the joke part. Dude. And that's right. his agent. Uh, and Lena Dunham was just joking when she said that shit about Odell Beckham. Right. <laughs> I am open to creating. I put my ass on him. I am <laughs> open to creating a dialogue. Lumpy ass. <laughs> creating my, a dialogue to assist the fight with the LGBT community. Bag of leaves looking ass on him. <laughs> Counters daily my sack of mashed potatoes <laughs> daily and will continue. I was going to give it to him, but he didn't want some, it. Maybe he'll put some Cajun sparkle on my Continue to focus on playing. I know they like that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rub some grease, some chicken grease on my ass. I want him to. Here's Ugh. an article from Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire tweets gay slur to carping Knicks fan apologizes, faces NBA investigation. This is from oh, June that's just of 2012. Shut up, faggot. That's yeah, what that's he what did. He well, let's see. Let's see. That's uh, what he did. Try to pull a Ron Artest. Yeah. That's According to is. blah, 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 let's see. The NBA will be reviewing an incident which Stoudemire sent a direct message on Twitter containing a gay slur to a fan who told the New York Knicks Ooh. star that he needs to, quote, come back a lot stronger and quicker. Uh, the private insult, for those unfamiliar with Twitter's messaging system, direct messages, yeah, we know. The fan whose Twitter <laughs> handle is B. Ferrelli took a screen capture of the derogatory comment and tweeted it out. Are you going to tell us what it said? No, they're not. No. It's too. It's too much. This is from 2012, and people still try to be discreet DM. about Twitter. Yeah, it went down in the DM. So he was. used a slur. We, yeah, we can all we guess. Know, what we can said. guess. Yeah. yeah. What are you, yeah. fag? Yeah, Shut up, a fag. 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 boy. Something Gay? stupid like fag. I wouldn't shower Pillow with you. Pillow biter. Yeah, I wouldn't shower with you. <laughs> I wouldn't shower with you. That's all that was. Fake. That's all that was. Go, go take a shower alone. Go take a shower alone, fake. Send. Go shower alone by yourself. Are you gay, man? Are you gay, dog? You know what? Shower real, shower shower real slow like, though. Shower real slow. <laughs> just move just your hands, move your hands in a circle. Yeah. I like that circle. Cascadading. Clockwise. Get that water cascadading over you. <laughs> what Jason Reed All over now your body. <laughs> glistening all over your bones. Oh, glistening. Can I oil you up what? afterwards? Yeah, do that, faggot. <laughs> glistening all over your bones. You need a massage. It ain't no gay shit. A man <laughs> want to give you a massage. massage. <laughs> all over your bones. You got to be no punk, no faggot, no sissy, no shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> Just to rub on another Let man Let me do back. this. Make sure he feels. I'm trying to help your tension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A Twitter user revealed that the next forward used to use a homophobic <laughs> slur in a one-sided direct message. Amari's fine was $50,000 for that, and he had this apology back then. Quote, I am a huge supporter of civil rights for all people. I am disappointed in myself for my statement to a fan. I should have known better, and there is no excuse. 
That was 2012. Mm-hmm. That was the direct message with the slur. And then later on, he goes, hey, I don't want to be in the shower or across the street. Just truth to every joke. It, it, <laughs> he Now he's going to say I was joking? She gave you the chance to she say you were joking. She said you were joking. And, joking, and he was like, nah. There's a truth in every joke. All he had to do was say, yeah, I'm, of course I'm joking. And yeah, why are you I'll in take here, a shower with anybody. Shouldn't you be in the kitchen cooking me up something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, why you got shoes on? Why you got shoes on? Are you allowed to be talking right, right now? What are you doing hey, in the Shoes on. Are you on your period? Should you be in a, in a dark room? <laughs> Seven days? Shouldn't you be? Stay away from me. Get in your red tent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get the fuck away from me. I know that much. <laughs> What's all this bullshit? <laughs> Allowed. <laughs> Nonsense. Come on, man. Get over your homophobia, people. I'm telling you, the dude's gay, man. Get gay over shit. It. What is Jamie Kilstein's thing, Andy? I okay. Let's, I yeah, let's I've preface, just heard about this this week. Let's preface this for a second. Andy, first of all, Andy knows Kilstein. Oh, you know I, him? I knew him. Uh, oh. I met Kilstein when he was 19 years old. So I, I okay. knew him. So you know him about 10 years. He's like 27 now, right? No, he's he's like 35. What? I, yeah. yeah, I knew him. And he's been um, doing this dumb shit. A different iteration of Jamie Kilstein. So, <laughs> someone tweeted at me uh, that said, "If you guys talk about Kilstein, please have a jar on the show." Well, <laughs> nope. No, um, we don't have a jar. But, but we're I not going to go I in. I think we can handle it. It's, there's not much to the story. It hasn't really developed into anything. Tip jar? Uh, no, that's, that's Frankie's word for women. More pickles than jars <laughs> More pickles than is jars. when she's on the show. Frankie French uh, came up with that. That is a disclaimer. Anybody who listens to us knows that. When Frankie's I on, like she that, says Frankie, more, pic- more pickles so than jars. Yeah. <laughs> more pickles than jars. That is so gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The door is a jaw. <laughs> um, Lansing Antihero said, uh, next week you talk about Kilstein, get a jar. That's all I'm going to say, get a jar. Um, which was, I mean, it wasn't like a serious, like yeah. we weren't arguing or anything on Twitter. But So I understand he's a, he's a, a, a so-called feminist. Well, okay, let me, let's go back. I met Jamie Kilstein when he was 19. Okay. He was a young comic. Right. Uh, there was another comic that was like around the same age who had been doing comedy since he was in high school. Who met Kilstein, and they were around the same age at this point. Kilstein started coming to, occasionally coming to this area, Wiseacres. Okay. And he would do the open mic, or he would do other shows around town. There was a show in Hagerstown, Maryland, that I headlined, and I think Chad featured, actually. Uh, and Jamie came and did a guest spot. Okay. He was a young comic. He was like a Bill Hicks disciple kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of going that route, mm-hmm. you know, the social conscious yeah. kind of comedy. Yeah. Um, he kind of came in and out of comedy a couple times. He kind of drifted away from it. He had been in bands, I think, in high school. We like okay. I went to the Boston Comedy Festival. He and I shared a hotel room. Oh, right? okay, you cool. Know, and we didn't shower together, nothing. We're like gay. <laughs> but uh But you know him. Yeah. Yeah. You're familiar like, with him. I knew I him. Say yeah. you know like, him. You're he picked me up at the him. airport, we yeah. hung out for a couple of days. Okay. Um and then uh, you know, I went back because he stayed in Boston for a few extra days. He was always a very good talker. He could always like network without consciously networking. Mm. He could just make friends with people. Mm. Like I I was like, How do you know Mark Marin? Mm. Like you're just a key as a nineteen year old. I just go to I just go into the city, hang out at the cellar, and like, oh. <laughs> so he was just always like, you know, affable yeah. and probably had a little bit of charm to him, but just a young comic. He kind of got out of comedy, got back into it, got back into spoken word poetry. Which I think I remember because I was in New York when he sort of got back into comedy and and I hung out with him there. Mm. Spoken word poetry, I think the world of spoken word, which he excelled in. This was in the MySpace era because he was posting mm. videos of him winning spoken word competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, guess, I don't know if you get a gift card for Bus Boys and Poets. I don't know what yeah. you win. Yeah. 
but he was doing well. But I, th- I remember talking to him. He said it's like worse than stand up because yeah. you're, you're not at a bar. You're at a small coffee. Small. You're driving <laughs> yeah. to North Carolina <laughs> right. to yeah. play a coffee shop. The money's worse. Right. <laughs> right. So. Right. But he was doing that. He was living that struggle, right. living in his car and shit, like for a mm-hmm. while. Got back into comedy. I remember when he got back into comedy. Um, I went. He was handing out flyers at Boston Comedy Club, which used to be in the Village. And I went and spent an evening. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just hang. I'm on the corner handing out flyers. Like, I'll come hang out. We just walked around the Village while he on hand out flyers, talking. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of friend. I might have his number still if it's the same number. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should get him on the show. Yeah, let him tell us that. So we could be the one to break it. Yeah. There was never <laughs> anything not weird. Like the questions we have, yeah. put, we posed to him, but there's everything weird about him. Everything creepy about him. He's a young comic who liked socially conscious comedy. He talked Mark Marin into taking him out to feature at a club one weekend. He had opened mm-hmm. for Stan Hope. He just effortlessly mm-hmm. kind of befriended these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he met Allison Kilkenny, who became his wife. I think I, I hung out with him one of the last times probably was around the time they met. Mm-hmm. They worked He worked mm-hmm. at Borders Bookstore in the, in the village. Wow. Not the village, in the Columbus Circle. I think she worked there too. But he had just gotten back into comedy. I bumped into him at Stand Up New York one night. He's always just getting back into comedy. <laughs> no, he was he got he was in it, then he got yeah, out, spoken word, yeah, and the spoken yeah. word drifted back into comedy. Yeah. Okay. But he was back into it, not for very long. I bumped into him at the Stand Up New York one night. I think he was with her, I think. And I was like, what are you doing here? Because I was just there to hang out. He goes, oh, I got a Montreal audition. I'm like, you just got back <laughs> How the fuck do you get this shit? So, right. But he's always, you know, been sort of uh, successful at things. Yeah. When he tries something, he gets pretty good at it. She was like a writer, a liberal blogger, um, who was, I think, making waves in that world. So they kind of became this left-wing power couple, mm-hmm. in a sense. Uh, they started a podcast together, Citizen Radio, which became popular. And I think he went further left. Kurt Metzger, there's a YouTube clip where he says, Jamie Kilstein has half a personality. <laughs> like, <laughs> the other half is whoever he's dating, he becomes that. <laughs> he could have just grown into that guy because he's always had, you know, he's always angled that way mm-hmm. left, but he became like super, mm. yeah. like hardcore, like I'm a vegan now. Um, he's wearing shirts with vegan across the front on right. stage. He's not just a comic, he's a cause now. Right. Like everything, every bit is about gay marriage or this there's no like fluff like dick jokes in there occasional dick joke punchlines but (laughs) and he and his wife have this show and and he's becoming he's getting further and further in this world he's now talking about being a male feminist and and what that means and admonishing people on twitter who aren't who are anti-woman and then starting to go after comics Mm -hmm. uh the daniel tosh thing Mm -hmm. led to him going on joe rogan and Mm -hmm. and he just became also he took up mma it's another thing. I think back in <laughs> so with the Rogan made me think about that when he first quit comedy. I feel like he told me that he started doing martial arts, or maybe that was before he first did comedy. But at yeah. some point in his past, he had martial arts. Because I remember him saying, "Like I was just looking for something more pure." I was like, "All right, man." <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, he's he's looking, he's searching, red finding belt. himself. Yeah, yeah, red belt. <laughs> and in order to find himself, he was willing to drive all over the country, living out of his car. So uh-huh. he was finding himself. Yeah. There was, I think, again, a return to martial arts. Maybe yeah. he started doing MMA. And so he's already on a life journey. Tattoos yeah. all over the place. The tattoos yeah. that he always had to show off. He started popping up on MSNBC a lot. Ah. Melissa Harris, Harris Perry show. show. And then the music came back because he started with taking With the leather jacket, with the leather jacket sleeve, though, so you could see the tattoos. Yeah, see the tattoos. Yeah. His wife has a lot of tattoos. Um, and then, you know, the guitar came back on stage. So the old high school music yeah. came back, and he started doing these weird, like, s- song, jokey, 
yeah. rants. Everything was rants because spoken word poetry it was all rants. Right, right. And when he first got back into comedy from that, that was a lot of the punchlines from his poems were punchlines in his act, like mm. literally, like he was kind of converting those to mm. stand up, but it was just like a rant style stand up. Mm. So then he became like the go to male feminist. Like I'm the I'm the fucking most in tune with this. Admonishing people on Twitter constantly, making enemies constantly, uh, maybe reveling in making enemies mm. about it. And then Allison Kilkenny posts on Facebook last right. week right. that this past episode of their podcast was the last one he would be on. Right. And I know I have the post somewhere. I was just looking at it. He said some problematic, or he did some problematic things, essentially. Right. Her post is very vague about what he did. Yeah, yeah. she won't say what exactly right. what he did. Right. It's extremely and vague. And this is his ex-wife now, right? I'd say at some point, because I kind of lost touch with his life, at some point, I think they split but kept the podcast together. Right, right. Like, that was, like the White Stripes. Yeah, and that, you know, it's probably a source of income for them. So yeah. it's like, that's yeah. the thing. When you go into business with your right. wife and you split up, you're like, well, shit. Yeah, you, know? you got to keep the show going and yeah, that's your sh- writing partner. But show must go on, I right. guess. They're but, no longer together like that. Yeah, so it might have been like that. They were like, well, we're just going to be one of those couples who's cool after the divorce, yeah. you know, because I respect women, you yeah. know, and all that. So they kept the show going. They they had their show. Stern and Allison. Howard uh, and <laughs> they had their show for a while, I guess, as a divorced couple who were still like a left-wing power couple. And then that last episode, because I went back and listened, there's a point like two-thirds of the way through where sort of they say, okay, let's get to it and he says, I'm not going to be on the show anymore. Just got a lot going on in my life, and I got to deal with mental health issues, and I haven't really been right mentally in my mental health uh, for a while now, a few years now. I've been kind oh. of ignoring it and just kind of putting that, I'm working on me yeah. kind of spin on it. <laughs> and she just kind of went along with that, yeah. and that was that. And then she posts on Facebook yeah. about Jamie's departure from Citizen Radio. Yeah. Uh, recently, some disturbing allegations have been brought to my attention, entailing several women who have accused Jamie of being manipulative, emotionally abusive, and predatory yeah. in his behavior. There had been rumors of this in the past, but understandably, the women wished to remain anonymous. So I was never able to learn the full scope of what happened until very recently, a couple days ago. I want to be careful with what I say here because I don't want to reveal anyone's identity until they're ready to speak publicly. But one of the victims was someone who worked for the show. Now that I have the full story, I'm deeply upset and disturbed by what I've learned. This is what I, this is why I asked Jamie mm. to leave the show. She asked him to leave the show. Mm. He agreed and why he's agreed to seek therapy. I also wanted him to publicly post about what he's done and apologize, but he declined to do that. Mm. I also wanted to be very clear in this episode title and description why he was leaving the show. He declined. She could have, I guess, just titled it whatever she wanted mm-hmm. and said, you're just off the show. But I guess she gave him a chance and let him decline those things. So she goes, oh, so I'm posting here instead. Without making this about me, I want you all to know that I'm furious, crushed, and horrified by all of this. I always believed Citizen Radio was a genuinely safe space, and I'm trying to make it that way again. I'm so sorry. So sorry for letting anyone down. Hmm. So, of course, this is like the, the most obvious right. irony, you know, the guy right. who's going after other people for doing problematic shit. The guy who says, Actually always hurt. believe the woman. The guy who says, never treat women wrong. Yeah. And so all these fucking, you know, men's rights activists, they're bashing the fuck out of him on Twitter. And then all these left-wing people, comics yeah. especially, who feel like he abandoned comedy to throw comics under the bus. They're all, it's like they have these weird bedfellows now. Yeah, yeah. These far, that's what I saw. Yeah, these far-right people. Yeah. 
and then these left-leaning comics, he deleted his Twitter. Ultimately, he got off Twitter. He still, I think, has a Facebook page, but he hasn't posted anything. Yeah, that's a bunch of comics. I, I saw, uh, and it was actually it was Chase feed. It was Michael Chase feed. Yeah, I saw some of his stuff. Well, I saw that, and he was like, a lot of comics are, you know, piling on to. Kill but what scene. about the victims? What, yeah, who are you, yeah, really, are you mad or are you happy? And, yeah. Well, the exactly reason why people are piling on is because Killstein has been the one who has been Mr. Ultra Feminist. Well, that's what I saw throughout the thread. That's it was just all, like, yo, that's, that's okay, all this is something that he's brought upon himself. And, and they're the, uh, right, <laughs> so, by the way. It's the, uh, a lot of guys will say that people like him are just, it's the fox in the hen house. They're doing that to get into the good graces of women, mm-hmm. to get into the company of women. Mm-hmm. That's their trick for getting laid. And destroyed. The guy at the bar's trick is to buy you a drink and be uh, obnoxious. Yeah. This is his trick. Now, maybe it could be that he was just, I think he, I've never known him to be like false in his beliefs. Yeah. I think he was always a guy who was left-leaning. Yeah. I think he got more vocal. Uh-huh. And maybe he was extra vocal because he wanted to fill in the other half of his personality, perhaps. But I don't think he was just him bullshitting to get around women. Okay. I think he really felt this way. But the sex drive is a separate thing. And so if you want to exert power, if if you want to have if you want to cheat on your wife, uh, maybe you'll do some things. Now, a couple women did tweet about this. I'm going to pull up that mm-hmm. article I sent you mm. to give a little more. Um, I just want to say a little more, like slightly always the way, more. Man, it's always these dudes. Slightly more detail. <laughs> It's just like the dude who was running around telling people, you know, be clean, be clean, be clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, a rapist. Yeah. 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 It's, that, it's that, like, yeah. basic irony of it. He's yeah. in jail now. everyone yeah. going yeah. kind of nuts about it. Um, yeah. You, you, your most adamant person is the one that you got to really watch. Those are your red flaggers. But even the people like Catherine Heller, uh, a little less than a year ago, I stopped being a guest on one of my favorite podcasts, Citizen Radio. I had been experiencing some inappropriate behavior the ad popping up of course inappropriate behavior from one of the hosts jamie kilstein who i originally considered an inspiration and an ally Mm. and a friend i started to hear stories about his predatory behavior toward other women all while touting himself as a feminist it wasn't a hard decision to make but i was heart it was a heartbreaking one Mm. uh on and on and then um claire yee didn't think i would ever speak publicly about this but i was a victim of jamie kilstein's predatory behavior he didn't respect the boundaries i had set and I wanted and wanted me to keep secrets from my boyfriend. I didn't, and made me feel guilty for creating mm. uh, new boundaries, and made me feel unsafe and manipulated. He said completely disrespectful things to me. I thought that since he was a feminist, I didn't have anything to worry about. To people everywhere, trust your gut, speak out if you can. You know the boundaries. So all these people are like, I kind of knew this about him, or I felt this way about him a couple of years ago. I didn't come forward because um, he was the fucking the guy on the statue. The, now. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, none of them are saying he raped anyone. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. was kind of the initial. Like, oh. It right. seems like he's just making a lot of bad passes at people. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Is predatory? Like he didn't respect boundaries. Like he tried to maybe maybe. Yeah, so he's making bad passes. Somebody, yeah. some, there was someone somebody. else who posted that he was. Well, he was said some things he should have been saying. Someone else posted that he was uh, always trying to get her to fly to North Carolina for gigs so he could meet her there. Um, <laughs> you know stuff like what that. Else? Let's see. Let's see. Here's another one. Uh, 
Thank you for your messages. I really appreciate it. this. Is well, I guess if Zemir. the other person is uncomfortable, then that's what makes it predatory. Yeah, I've been holding yeah. this in since September 2013. Uh, thank you for uh, during the abusive relationship. I was also his employee. After I left his employment, it continued. I've worked in therapy a lot. So again, a bad past doesn't put you in therapy. Damn, yeah. so uh, that's that Casey should have happened. That's or, that Casey Affleck shit. Or did he pick somebody who he knew was? That's the thing. Yeah. If you're a charming yeah. guy who talks was, your way into shit a lot, yeah. yeah. Then maybe you feel like I can talk to anyone, right? Yeah, you know. So he picked yeah. it. He picked the target that he knew he could he could get over on. Yeah, easy target. Right, lasered it. Looked at and it. So, and like, and, I want that. And then he has a record label that dropped him. Uh, they pulled their songs with him off YouTube. Oh, he actually has like songs. Oh, because the music rants came with back. Music. Yeah. Okay. It's rants with music. Really, it's not songs. Although there's a terrible white boy blues <laughs> that he did on MSNBC once, which is like embarrassing. But. Um, <laughs> So he's not Adam Dodd with it. No, no, no. It's not. It's not like that. It's like just. It's more songs. like. It's um, like this is a guitar. while I'm. Yeah, it's just. It's like Hedberg's first album, where ah. you have a band behind you, but you're doing yeah. something. Yeah. It's not a song. There's no melody. There's not a yeah. real structure. It's the you know band. Yeah. So, anyway, these things that these words that are used, predatory, uncomfortable boundaries. Yeah. Those are words that people in that realm use yeah. to describe even minor things. Yeah. So we don't know what he did. Yeah. We don't know if it was minor or major. It yeah. could literally be he was married and asked a girl out who knew he was married. She's like, oh, my God, what a monster. Mm. We don't know. Or now, especially if you bring him, bring him, you're bringing someone in under the guise that, hey, okay, I'm a male feminist. So they, they feel comfortable with you. And then now he's like, hey, what about me? They let their guard down. And they're like, hey, this one's supposed to be that kind of party. Yeah. And you know, maybe yeah. maybe there was just you know just that, like, oh, you're not the guy you thought. Yeah. And you know, these are rules that people in that world choose to live by. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they want to throw comics under the bus. Mm-hmm. They want to, you know, shut people up mm-hmm. on college campuses, for example. So that's well, something where... get caught up in some of that stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. But even if what he did was minor, even if it came out that it was just him fucking DMing a girl to fly to... <laughs> I'll fly right, to right, my gig, right. even yeah. though I'm married to someone right. who's also a hero in this movement. Yeah. Even if it's just that, these are the rules that have been set forth by... That community. That's in that movement. This yeah. is their Sharia law. This is mm. you know this is our set of rules that we live by. Mm-hmm. Our code. Mm-hmm. So even if he didn't sexually assault, mm-hmm. sexually harass, rape a girl, in his world, these things aren't done either. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he did. He violated the code of the world he's in. It made them feel uncomfortable. Yeah, made them feel uncomfortable. Beyond feel uncomfortable, unsafe. you just violated the codes and whatever. That's like whatever John Wick your, shit. Whatever your violations result in, it doesn't matter. Somebody That's that John Wick shit. So now he's excommunicado. You violated the codes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but these are the codes that they live by. So for us to judge yeah. it by, it's just, you know, people yeah. buy girls drinks at bars all the time. What the fuck? If it's minor, we don't know what it is. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter that the code is that. Now, he, and it's and it's a code that he chose to live by. Yeah. No one made you choose. No one made you accept mm. this. You chose this life, baby. And the reason a lot of comics don't like him is because he tried to p- impose that code, code on, on us, everyone else, everybody. And we're like, no, we we have more nuance and gray area than you. Mm. And remember so, the Daniel Tosh thing? Yeah, he was yeah. one of the people way out in front leading yeah. the charge. How dare Daniel Tosh do this? We as comics didn't didn't have any problem with yeah. Daniel Tosh because we. I'm like, if you. But then he was. You he have go further. forgotten what it's been like to be a comedian and to be in that mo- and to be in those moments. Yeah. You've forgotten, so they makes per- it makes perfect sense to me. Mm. But he, yeah, as Andy was saying, he would. Know. 
I mean, he would take it further. It would be like, then he would say like, oh my God, all these men who love rape on my timeline. It's like, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, no, he's no, one of those no, cats. No, 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 no. Yeah, they, he's I, a rape I, culture cat. Rape apologist. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, rape apologist, rape, because, but any minor indiscretion, any you make a joke about rape and then you try to just defend like comics should be able to joke about things. Yeah. And it's like, he would spin it as... All these guys, these rapey guys who right. love yeah. rape. It's like, no, that's not. No, come on, that's he's not, a smart guy. Yeah, he's a smart. I've I've been around the guy. He's a smart right. guy. He's not some right. just dummy who soaks right. up like a sponge. But so he, he might says be, something like that, and then the ladies on his timeline are like, "Oh my gosh, you're so cool. You're yeah. so cool." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah meet me in North Carolina. Let me Carolina. show you this yeah. dick. <laughs> meet, meet me in North Carolina. You know, meet me in North Carolina." Oh, it doesn't even have to be that, but to that degree, even if he said, "Hey, let's hang out," that's what that's the perception that they had. Yeah, right. he, he so he became that. a guy that a lot of comics hate, and so they're yeah. sort of dancing on the grave at this. Point. That's my thing. Like, if he don't say those things, but he, but it's because what they're saying is, is, is they call it a predator. This is which is pretty strong language. Yeah, yeah, so, right. right. Something is implied. Even yeah. if it's just harassing, like, I don't want to talk to you, Jamie, and he keeps taxing them. Yeah. Right, they might call right. that, whereas, yeah. whereas we might call yeah. that thirst. <laughs> they might call that predatory. <laughs> Andy, Andy with the win. Yeah. In the world they live in. Andy, 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 with, yeah, Andy with the checkmate. Thirst. thirst. Yeah. Yeah. In the world they Stay live thirsty, in, though, my friends. in the code they live by, that might right. be predatory. That's predatory. Right. And that's us giving Jamie the most benefit of the right. Yeah, we're being nice yeah, here. We're being nice he may be grabbing right. people and right. pushing them against the wall and yeah. trying to make out with them. Right. We're we don't being know. nice here. Right. I mean, so. He might have said, girl, you know you won't. Yeah, Grabbing bitches in headlocks. Oh, man. So there might be, I mean, obviously something more nefarious going on. The fact that she says, I asked him to seek therapy, tells me that it wasn't an illegal thing. Because she never said... We notified. Right. Yeah, we got right. notified. It's just a therapy. She thing. asked him to get help, but then she uh, said she asked him to apologize, and he didn't want to. Do and that. then she also wanted to incorporate whatever it was into the show so that they could right. talk about. And it. the fact that he did, yeah, because then that could be the teachable moment. The fact yeah. that he didn't now, if he's a defend himself, though, he deleted be, Twitter. Yeah. So that so that leads you to believe that it might be more serious than right. just. That's right. what I'm thinking. I'm like, is it? Look, I, me and my, me, don't me, want to talk about it. Me and Allison were having issues. I was even though I was married, I was kind of thinking outside the marriage. I did try to. Hook up with girls. Because, you know, the sacred bond of marriage and all that. that people would be like, I can't believe you did this, Jamie. So if it was that, Jeez. if it was minor, <laughs> then he would be <laughs> and he'd be at the podium yeah. asking, you know. For, but the fact that he deleted Twitter yeah. and has been, you know. That's more saying. telling than anything else. That it's is like, telling. You know, well, like, I, don't know, I don't know. because I don't want know, this coming here's, here's the thing is that we don't, we don't move in that world. So we don't know what would result in deleting Twitter with just the just the shame of this hanging over Jamie well, you don't want those tweets coming at you right after he's been the guy yeah. who was yeah. out there yeah. so wholeheartedly going after going after Tosh he didn't really go after Louis C.K. but he right. definitely went after right. Tosh he went after Tosh I mean, yeah you know, he went after Tosh both barrels but not just Tosh like, yeah. what's I think Sam Morrell too yeah Sam Morrell Sam Morrell that's, that's yeah, the other one yeah. a joke yeah. went after Sam Morrell yeah. so, you, so now yeah. with the shame of that be like listen they're, they're, and didn't he have some say because people Mexican are coming and they're situation? coming hard so let me get out yeah, like he, yeah he was like your Mexican shouldn't be on the show he should be dropped and that kind from of Amy Schumer yeah, yeah. so yeah. Metzger Metzger actually sort of in a way defended Kilstein he's like yeah. we don't even know what he did he could have just cheated on his wife that's what it sounds like to me why is everyone going after it yeah. so obviously you know there's a contrarianism yeah. to some of that but and I think Che has contrarianism, uh, you know, it's coursing through his veins. But uh, <laughs> So there might be a little bit of that, too. Like, yeah. hey, pull back, guys. Yeah. Pump the brakes. 
But I, that's why I said the story has not developed at all since day one. Right. No new information. Right. And it's not going to be, by the way. It doesn't Nothing. seem to be. Right. No, and it's going to be gone. But, well, yeah, but like, I saw it was like he's deleted week. from social media. He's no longer on the show. He's on, yeah, unless those. And he's kind of like seeking help. That's how yeah. I saw it. So unless the way the it looks women, like he might be away at a place. And, at but the, the women who have been tweeting, still kind of vague, and the kind of, this is all I want to say about yeah. it, but there were boundaries. Unless one of them comes out and, or all of them come out and say, okay, here's exactly what happened. Right. Then everyone's just going to be speculating anyway. Right. But it's just the, for a lot of comics, it's the delicious irony right. of the guy who who was the most adamant about respecting women doing disrespectful, doing disrespectful shit to women. Shit, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, again, we say it all the time. You see a guy, the male feminist, quote unquote, yeah. uh, you're like, you could see it on, you're like, that dude's just trying to get laid. Yeah. yeah. It's, no, it's, I never thought about it, Jamie. Clinton's yeah, emails I and then I don't uh, Pence's know. emails. I don't right. know. Yeah. Right. Hey, hey, there's, hey. Gay, there's gay shit in Pence's How emails. How you talking this shit? Allegedly. Hey, I love there's gay shit in his emails. Yeah. Allegedly, I'm convinced of that. Allegedly, <laughs> I never. I thought Jamie so. If there is even a dick pump in there. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, I thought Kilstein was. You better not was... be on Viagra. You better not even be on that Viagra. To fuck men with. Allegedly. That party in front of his yeah. house was hilarious. But Kilstein, I always thought, enjoyed being uh, king male feminist. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that he would. He would deny his if he had sexual urges toward other women or right. power urges. I, I thought he would deny that yeah. in order because for him the validation came from being the best good guy, yeah, yeah, the most good guy. Yeah. yeah. So for him to have this other side, this dark side, uh, you know that it kind of questions you know all the other shit that he said. I, I he said on that podcast their last episode that he's his alcoholism. I guess he kind of yeah, flare ups there. Yeah. He used to have a drinking problem. Yeah. I think there's alcoholism in his family as well. Um, I remember that from knowing him, but uh, so possibly there's other shit going on with him too. And mm. you know, it's like it's it's like someone that we know that you wouldn't think is like that, but then apparently when they get drunk, yeah. they have a side like to them that comes out. <laughs> yeah, this, and this if, weird predator side, right. yeah, this side that you know pushes a girl up against the wall and tries to right. grope her, you know, and shit like so. Yeah, it's it's very possible. Yeah. And if yeah. you very start falling off the wagon Very. that side starts coming out Very and now in the last three four years if he's had ups and downs with that Very. people have let their guard down around him like that's the king male feminist yeah. Jamie yeah. Kilstein and then he's like uh, take off your clothes you know take off, <laughs> <laughs> take off, take off your clothes bitches leave <laughs> yeah. take, off, take off your clothes yeah uh, you know this. so <laughs> you don't have to break the law to be put on the mule to be yeah. sent out of town right yeah you know like he broke yeah. their code Right, yeah. right, yes. and that's the big thing is that he broke a code that he was damn near one of the people who helped institute. Right, right. You came up with right. the codes. Right, this you developed. Yeah, you you created the context you of always believe the woman. You helped develop the code, and now you're being accused. Right. Yeah, and so there's really, I mean, there are people who on Twitter like. No one knows what happened. I mean, the first day it was just like he did some things. Yeah, and people are like, I don't know what happened. But I believe it. I'm like, yeah. well, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> but that's the that's the code. Yeah, always believe the woman, and that's a, a world that he perpetuates. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and so he really code. has no yeah. defense. Right. Yeah. And so all it's for us, it's just right. defense is like. Well, because this is the truth. code of perception, and perception is reality. Yeah. And however they perceived whatever happened, it was offensive to them. Right. If they if they feel preyed upon, they feel preyed yeah. upon. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. So you can't you say broke, that they don't feel. We can't say that they don't feel that way. And you broke the. And you broke. Yeah. 
And he's making, but it, now he's the cause of these people's feeling this way. When he's not supposed to be the cause, he's supposed yeah. to be somebody who. And all the girls appear to be girls champion. on the up and up. Yeah, they're not like just you know idiots. They yeah. seem to be like within that world, people who people know. They yeah. don't. No one's like, oh, yeah, that girl's no not credible. Like, don't don't yeah. believe that girl. So well, not even credible. It's like, uh, kind of. One of them worked for the show. Now, okay, yeah. here's a question: Is this another case of of uh, huh, white male privilege? Well, he—that's funny because his probably most watched YouTube video is about male privilege. <laughs> it's uh, it has like two hundred thousand views. Like he's, you know, what, I don't know because be, he's because like he's, he's on a, the outs right now, so well, I would have to say no. I said to even think you can start and say, okay, I'm going to be the champion. I'm going to be a male feminist and say what, what all you other guys should do. Well, that's definitely white male privilege. That's white male. Just shit. even taking that upon, just, just taking that cause upon yourself and say, guy, I'm going to be the person to make I'm sure I'm going to be the one to tell you, yeah, how you should do. treat these people. Yeah, but he and his wife. We're constant advocates for people of color, yeah, because that's yeah. part of that code too. Yeah. And to the, I mean, he's shown up. But how? Him and Talib okay, Kweli have, have a had question. Twitter conversations. How? How? When, it, when we say the advocates for people of color, is, it, uh, is my struggle bound in their struggle? I think, or are they aiding me? There's a big difference. Yeah, I think even them going on their show, even though they're preaching to the choir and saying Black Lives Matter, I think they'll do what they can. Okay, essentially. Okay. But I think they're on the side of. Yes. Being vocal about because if you realize the police will kill you just like they will kill me, that's all I was saying. If the, once right. they stop, they, once they start killing, they won't stop. Right now, my thing is when I talk to my friends, especially the ones who are white, Caucasian, they say, "Okay, if my struggle is in, it bound up in your struggle, you realize it's the same struggle." Yeah, but if you're saying that you're aiding men in struggling, that you don't have to worry about this when you go home, then yeah, well, that's what happened. That's a lot white with- man's burden, and what you're telling me is, you know. If if you're not here to help me, then I don't have no help. Last summer I true. protested. This summer I want to travel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you, I don't get to. I don't get to do that. Yeah, you, you can't clock out. I don't get to do. We that. can clock out. I gotta. I gotta. I'm in. I'm in. That was a really. Like they say, skid in the game. Occupy Wall Street was great, but once yeah. it got cold, I left. Once again, right. You know, right. you don't get to do that. Are you in it or you not? Case in point, you occupy Wall Street. They were right there on K Street. When I'm like, why not be at Anacostia Park where 35 percent of people are unemployed? <laughs> right. right. Occupy. And right. say, hey, this is what's happening because here. Nobody, yeah. Because nobody comes in Acostia Park. Not even them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if you go down there, it's just you and some crackheads. <laughs> and a guy, and a guy walking his pit bulls. You ain't never lie. You ain't never lie. <laughs> Somebody with all, a pit bull. That's all it is. <laughs> so that pit bull is dangerous. Why don't you have a Yorkie? They're like, come you on, know. man. Dogs, all dogs matter. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> pit yeah, bulls, I just, I just found it interesting. I do. I always question some. I, I don't know if necessarily. Oh, I should say this. Whenever somebody's over into something, I'm like, eh, yeah, you know, you have you have to question it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You have to question it. You're like it doesn't seem. Why does that matter so much to you? It doesn't seem correct. It doesn't yeah. seem. You don't seem righteous. Yeah, man, and that's how you stop. That's or how you, you don't become a, a slave. Too, at Twelve you years. You seem a little too righteous. Yeah. <laughs> you know why are you so righteous? Why are you so righteous? Why is this yeah. really? bother you so like righteous that. well you know like and also like some of that stuff you know when Chris Rock says a man is as faithful as his options yeah <laughs> you know like uh, yeah. wasn't Chris Rock that said that I think yeah it was, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like some of that too it's like it's easy to say like I would never treat a woman wrong if women have never thrown themselves at that's you true. which yeah. is a, no, it's Bill Burpitt but, but Alicia Keys coming off of you but yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's like there's a little bit of that too you get a little so fame so she ain't got no makeup on <laughs> yeah 
You get a little fame, you get a little of attention, and it's like, oh, my ideals were based on mm-hmm. my lack of any testing of those ideals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now that you're getting tested, mm-hmm. possibly you fail that test. Mm-hmm. You know, you're at a bar, people are shoving drinks in your face, you're trying to stay sober, but they want to hang out with their yeah, their we hero. Know those and, we know, you know those people. You, so there's a little bit of that yeah. too. It's like when you're young and idealistic, it's because you've only ever been as an adult one version of yourself. Right. But once you get to 40, you've been two or three versions of yourself. <laughs> shit that you used to hate, you love. Shit that you used to love, you hate. Talk about it. And so Talk you get to the point where you're like, oh, idealism kind of goes away because I've been the, I've been that guy. <laughs> right. I've been this guy. Right. I've been other people. <laughs> right. I, I'm fallible. I'm not infallible. Right. But when you're young, you've been one version it's that, of you. It's that feeling of, of learning, learning that you're not infallible. Mm. Yeah. That's how you mm. you start trying to figure out. I gotta. I gotta. Get a handle on this. That's real. I go I to be therapy. Extra conscious of it. I yeah. go to something. I start. You start your. You start your real self journey. Then. Yeah. That to me is why stand up comics only really get good when they're in their forties. I don't want to hear a young kid doing stand up. Yeah. I'll listen. Yeah. But to pay money to go sit. Yeah. And sit and listen to yeah. your depth. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta be on that journey. Yeah. Because. Because yeah. if you're on that journey, then you're you're seeing things about yourself and you're learning things about yourself. Maybe this starts Kilstein down the road. He's a guy who's clearly been questing and questing and questing and right. questing. Well, he's still questing. He's, yeah. quest. He thought <laughs> so, he had hit his, hit, yeah. hit his destination and maybe right. he had right. it. Now he realizes you, you yeah. weren't right. at your destination. So now he's got to go back on the quest again. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. he comes out on the other side. You want to talk about Caparilla real quick? John Caparilla, the yeah. comedian. We're at, oh, we're at forty-five right now. Yeah, yeah let's do that yeah, real quick. Yeah, quick because I got to oh. run, run out. Where was he? L.A. He was. I think he was in L.A. Yeah, I think it was L.A. Video. He was on stage. Uh, I've had a like similar mm-hmm. not stuff thrown at me, but you bring up Trump, and that one Trump supporter yeah. fucking yells at you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They uh, they're very entitled and very vocal yeah. and energized about yeah. all this. Comedian John Caparulo attacked by Trump supporter over her dick joke. <laughs> John Caparulo. Uh, you know, let me find the video because the video tells the whole story. It's only a minute and a half long, I think. If it plays. Oh, the ad. That's why. Of course. <laughs> Fucking. Hey, what has happened to John Kerry? <laughs> what do you mean? The former Secretary of State, John Kerry? <laughs> was he at? That just, I just thought about Wasn't that. Wasn't he at the Women's March? Was he? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, because he was his like, first act as a civilian is to march. Oh, he's a civilian now, yeah? Somebody got paid to design that shit? It's a fucking pencil. <laughs> I mean, that's it. It's just a Watching big a fucking cement pencil. Yeah. Some people think it looks like a dick, but I think they're saving that design for Trump's monument. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> it's a good joke. It's a, easy, it's a good joke, but it's a simple, quick joke. It's really just a throwaway. It's yeah, just it's a throwaway not a biting line. political right. commentary. Yeah, it's not political satire. It's just a biting throwaway This line. woman yells, fuck you. <laughs> no, fuck you, stupid, all right? What's it? What are you, his fucking mom? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, God. I, am I the first one to dislike Trump? Oh, my God. I must have invented disliking Donald Trump. Hey, on your way out, remember, you can suck my balls anytime you want, all right? Fuck. Now, she's getting up. Uh, by the way, great audio at this club. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. nicely yeah, done. I'm going to believe that it's a, it was a club in L.A. It could be. I mean, Go Bananas has a setup, too. The Improv in D.C. has a setup now. They do have a good setup. They have too, a setup yeah. where they have sta- crowd mics now. You can record your set with crowd mic, uh, crowd mics and stage mic mixed in. 
Fucking break up my show, lady. You know what? You come up here and do this shit. And, and, yeah, she said go fuck yourself. She threw her glass at him. It landed in his midsection. Yeah. Right. Fuck you. Now, this, now the crowd is turned against fuck her. Trump. Yeah. That hurt a little bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit that uh, that hurt. And see, right now, this is like. <laughs> she was a bitch all night. I heard she was a bitch, but... Yeah, she tells me they were doing a showcase show, right too. Now, like, like, every comic yeah. was having fucking... Because yeah. a lot of comics probably did Trump jokes, and she was probably running her fucking mouth. And yeah. that happens a lot with uh, with hecklers, too. Like, when the crowd starts to hate them, yeah, then they're not going to take the heckler's side on anything. <laughs> yeah. So that woman was pissing people off. But that happens a lot now, where that, that one Trump supporter will just fucking yell out. You say anything about that. That was a minor joke. That yeah. was a dick joke. He had a good good ending response to that. Yeah, I like that. He's like, I got to be the guy who cleans all this. Yeah, the comedian yeah, yeah. is like, I got to go back and start doing jokes again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who wants pie? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it pumpkin? Yeah. Good call, man. Yeah, and that's that, Monday that's show. that bullshit <laughs> that you have to deal with as a comedian. Yeah. Yeah, th- these days more than ever. I mean, drunk white women are still the they're winners. They're very vocal. The winners of the heckler bet. Yeah. yeah. But they're very vocal. Trump, the Trump supporter yeah. who's all by themselves and feeling this way, yeah. will still stop the show. They're very vocal. Yeah. I always put this. I put Although this it's got a little better. Yeah, yeah. I put this on the club. It's it's. Yeah. They should have kicked her out earlier. Kick her out. Mm. But they don't want to kick somebody. Well, I mean, she paid money. And she, no. Kick her out. Kick her out. That's, yeah. and, um, uh, kid posted. I can never remember the boy's name. We're doing the show together at Velvet Lounge. Um, <laughs> I can never remember the boy's Could name. Could be anyone. Adrian? Not Adrian, the white one. The white one. The white warrior. <laughs> Nuxle Cow. <laughs> the white warrior. Let me get it. Ross. Should have been just throwing out white names. Just start throwing out white comic Ross. names. Ross. <laughs> Was it Clyde? It is Brandon Fisher. Fisher. Just so nondescript. It's a very white name. Brandon Fisher, he put a thing up saying where he had to deal with, he cl- was closing a show and he this, this guy was heckling all night and then Brandon had to deal with him. Yep. And Brandon chose to deal with him by told the guy, you want me to respond to you? Well, I'm not going to respond to you. I'm just going to do my jokes. He just did his jokes. You know, because the guy was looking for attention. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Brandon was like, I don't know if I handled that, but I handled that. Could I said in order, it should have been handled by the MC, then the promoter of the show. Mm-hmm. Then the establishment, you shouldn't have had to handle that. Mm. By then, it should have been taken care of. Mm. Andy and I have ran shows. We've dealt with it. Mm-hmm. You know, It has to be dealt with, which is why you need a Nick in your life mm-hmm. <laughs> to go over and handle the shit because mm-hmm. you know, it has to be handled. But the venues never want to never get rid of the person. Mm. Some bullshit behind, they spend money. Or no. Right. No. You're All money up. ain't good money What about either. the other people who spent money also? Mm-hmm. How much? What's the amount of money mm-hmm. that, that somebody can spend that they can just be an asshole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two drink minimum? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two drinks. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. Is that, is and that, that allows them to take over your spot? Somebody can just be an asshole and just come and do whatever the fuck they want? That's not right. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. And then you... Then you uh, what? She has no idea. She doesn't know if John Caparello is a madman. He just dives off the stage. <laughs> you don't know what's in his head. Who's the dude that hit the guy with the guitar? He passed away. Was oh, it last yeah. year? Oh, that's an old clip. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, forget. Clocked him with a guitar. Yeah. Because he came on stage. Yeah, he came on yeah. stage and he just hit him with the guitar. I didn't know what the fuck he was going to do. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing when um, 
Only about a month ago when George Lopez went off on that woman, people. Oh, like, oh yeah. My, oh my God! How could he say that? I'm like that happens. That's anytime a heckler heckles, you, right. you, you shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut yeah. the fuck up. Get the fuck out. Get out. Yeah, like get out. it's a joke. <laughs> you have to take the power back because if you let them win, then they're gonna win all night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get out. You know. Just just get out. Just get out because you're not. You don't want to. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be here. No one's making you be here, and you're fucking up this good time for everybody else. Yeah. Also, kind of makes you mad at the audience. Like y'all are just gonna let her. Fuck up your good time. Kill your good time. Right. Kill our good time. Right. Just gonna allow that to happen. Right. Just kill our good time. Right. Well, we thought you wanted to. No. <laughs> I don't like dealing with hecklers. <laughs> That's why I do this. <laughs> I don't like dealing with hecklers. Right. I really right. don't. It's right. not fun to me. Get right. them out. The Get fact the that they even out. have a name that they call hecklers and people go, you should be able to deal with that. It's, it, it's I hilarious to me because I'm like, man, we, we've, they have that much more right. clout. Like, you ever seen the movie Jamie Kennedy Heckler? I never saw yeah, it. I never saw it's, it, but I heard it's about good. it. It's good. It's yeah. good. It's like people think, especially now in this computer age or this digital age, Yeah, people say so much behind the screen because they think they can. Right. And it's just like, ah, oh, okay. Okay, like, like you said the other night, do you realize what you said will get him fucked up? Yeah. Like <laughs> nobody up. likes you already. <laughs> yeah. So and then she him. was like, oh, I don't think so. And then she was like, no, she said, I'll see you outside. Yeah. So now as a man, she's like, like we told her, I have... You have no clue yeah. who I, I am told her or what I do. Yeah, this girl was heckling me with some bullshit. Because <laughs> I was talking about you know, how nobody likes white women. And all right. the, and what she got mad was because the other white women were laughing. Right. <laughs> and it was and a, I, this was a white woman heckling? Right. Yeah, well, she started girl, talking. Young girl. She yeah. started talking. And I was like, what? I said, right. I said see? Because it's, it's nobody, nobody likes you. And then, boom. Said, nobody likes everybody you. Everybody starts laughing. Like, no, and no. the white guy said, see, I said, you see the white women laughing? Because they, they know. <laughs> because they don't like you either. Nobody likes you. And then, and then and her boyfriend started she rubbing started, on the show. She started saying some shit. Aww. She started saying some shit. <laughs> right. And I was like, I was like, this is why nobody likes you. And then she just kept, she just kept, I couldn't understand her. She kept, there's nothing hecklers think we can understand them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't hear you. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I have a mic. That's why you can hear me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I told her, I said, do you understand the position you just put him in? Right. Her boyfriend. I said, you understand the position you just put him in? Right. Do you understand if I come over there and I say something to you, he's going to have to step between us? <laughs> do you understand that? She said, do you understand that you know nothing about me? You know nothing about me. Nothing. And you're going to put him in that position. Right. I said, let me tell you a little bit about me. Right. Oh, no. I'm a second degree black belt. Right. I was going to box professionally. Right. Do you think he wants to deal with that on a Tuesday or on a Monday? Said, on a Monday. On a Monday when he night? he came to laugh. Do you think he wants to I was just getting that? laughs. Yes, yeah, whole, all, and was he was laughing. Okay, the guy was, was laughing. Was he yeah. joining in the laugh? Oh yeah, yeah okay. whole time. Yeah. yeah, whole time. He was like, whole bar was laughing. He was, like, I mean, the whole bar was yeah. laughing, and he was laughing because the, it was, cause, you know it's kind of noisy in a bar space. Yeah, that had stopped. Now everybody's paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> I said, so you're gonna you're gonna force. Right. I said you're gonna force us in a position of he and I having to do something, right. and then I have to fuck him up. Right. Because <laughs> you can't Sid, keep did you start listening? He was the one who was doing more talking in the back. Yeah. The guy, he was like, he's actually right. He was like, he's right. He's <laughs> I said, right. You put this I have to fuck him up. <laughs> I said, you get that. I right. said, you don't seem to understand that. You just got his ass molly walk. <laughs> and the dude was like, yep, yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to do that. I don't want to do right. this. Right. <laughs> <You> <laughs> know? To defend your honor. To defend your honor. Miss Maple. You know? <laughs> she was drunk. She was so drunk. drunk. Like she was going to go up doing a magic portion and she, be involved in that. And she, she was like, I just can't do ran out of the place. I just can't do it. I was like, can't do what? Like, go get to sit here. <laughs> just sit here. Just, and then they ran it's out. It's like, I can't do it. And the dude was like, I don't know what happened. And a couple nights later, I was at another spot and a guy was like, uh, 
Guy came up to me. He was like, "Yeah, that thing you said, that guy, that was that was, <laughs> that was so true." When you said, "I never thought about saying nothing like that," but that's the actual the whole situation. That's everything you said was true. I was like, it's yeah. not a big thing. Just you know, yeah. no yeah. one had ever told her that. That's all. Dumb, dumb. That's all. <laughs> dumb, dumb. Mm. Shut your mouth. Very dumb, dumb. So cold. The white warrior. The white warrior. Brandon. Milk so cold. Brandon. White warrior. Brandon. The white warrior. A cut. Can you try that again, John? Try that again. Delight Twer. Let's bring this home. I gotta meet them. Delight Twer. Meet them for some food. Listen, people. Thanks so much for coming in with us today. You got to hear us spew a little bit. I hope uh, you enjoyed today's podcast. Tomorrow night, all of us have shows. All of us. I'm Give at. Me uh, you're at. I'm at. What is the place called? Damn it, Mason Inn. Mason uh, Inn in DC. DC. Eight o'clock with uh, Pat Riley, Denise Taylor. Right. And a couple of musicians, too, whose right. names I can't remember right now. But that's 8 o'clock tomorrow. So come to that. It's a Christian Hunt joint. It's a good show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at, I'm at uh, the Velvet Lounge tomorrow night with Brandon DeWade Warrior Fisher, uh, Val Paschal, uh, I think Denise Taylor, and uh, Adrian Rodney um, doing a show. The Velvet Lounge is on 14th, like 14th and 9th. You. I'm, you 14, right. I'm sorry. 9th and you. 9th and you. Excuse me. I always think 14th and you. 9th and you Street in D.C. Show, show starts at 7.30. I will be there standing and delivering. And I myself will be at the uh, Wonderland Ballroom. Uh, myself, Mike B. with Ryan. What time does show Fucking start? Downing. I think we started at 7.30, 8 o'clock. Oh, somewhere around that. We should be done. 8 o'clock to, let's say well, 8 I would have dashed over after my show. And then uh, we in and out telling some jokes with uh, yeah. Starstruck Comedy, the Kanye Trump of the... Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a DC comedy scene. I'm doing Friday night. So, there you go. We all got shows. You can come see us tomorrow night. Yeah. So, pick one, go see one, bounce to all of them. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Come and come over to the draft house. Uh, and then on Saturday. Saturday night DC show. Draft draft house. House. DC. Yeah. 311 will be the next one. Yeah. Yep. Come on through. Come on, we'll get some of this. it out so you'll see something. Come original, guys. Yeah. <laughs> 311 reference. Yeah. yeah. Come original. Come original. We're going to sound like a dance hall band. But yeah. You, we're from Nebraska. Hey. We sound like a reggae band. 311. You come original, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, people. So there's all our stuff. So just get at us. Listen, I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Hey, Wood, Turnip C. Ha <laughs> ha, Junior. Ha <laughs> ha. We're three guys on. We're out. Just get at us. Later. Later.